Welcome to the BoJack Fast Track, a serious retrospective on BoJack Horse Fans for fans by fans. I'm Eliana. And I'm Bez. And it's great to be with you today. So we're covering the entire series with just retrospective, so if you haven't caught up on the whole series yet, this won't make much sense to you, and you'll be spoiled. So get caught up before you listen in, okay? Great. Today we're covering the season one, episode two, episode Bojack Hates the Troops. So let's talk about it. Yeah, this is a very interesting one because when I was rewatching it, I realized something very important about Bojack. What's that? It's that he doesn't really want to write the memoir at first. He wants Diane to rewrite his life to be better. And it takes the whole episode for him to realize, hey, here's a person who's going to listen to me process all my emotions from my childhood that I have built up inside. And I never had that in my life. So let's do this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so interesting. You're saying he sees Diane almost as a therapist. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of using her as his way to process a little bit and he's opening up more which he never done before it's a different thing for him it's his first time really opening up about those things to someone else and she persuades him to do it so diane should get a lot of credit for that she should get a lot of credit for that you're right yeah yeah on a completely different note i noticed something really funny when i was rewatching that i hadn't noticed before and that's that when bojack is talking to the three girls in the beginning the chicken poops out an egg oh yeah you never saw that i never saw that before oh, and i was like i was just dying laughing over that oh, man. That, that was too much <laughs> yeah that part is really funny that's really funny i i think because i'm always looking at bojack during that scene so i never looked over and saw oh pooped an egg okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh kind of reminds me of Tuka and birdie where there's kind of a similar situation but i, I don't want to spoil that show let's spoil the show instead yeah we're gonna spoil this show only today <laughs> so speaking of the uh, scene in the bar it makes me realize that bojack wants to be seen because he's at first he's like oh someone noticed me i'm a celebrity but then she's like yeah you got a little fatter and he's like oh Oh, and it's always discouraging, obviously. But for me, it's a thesis statement on us that he wants to be seen, but not as the person he is. And it takes the whole episode for him to kind of shift that perspective of, okay, let's be seen as I am and see what happens. That's interesting. That is what the episode is about, basically, going beyond the whole superficial level of how he wants to be seen into going into the real. Yeah. And then they kind of revisit that later on when he tries to write his own memoir and he says, my parents love me so much it was crazy, blah, 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 blah. And then the full truth comes out right at the end of that little montage scene oh yeah because there's a flashback to the lollipop song yeah right? yeah yeah well that and the fact that his parents and the imagination like treat him the way his actual parents and it's like oh no his parents did not love him so much it was crazy quite the opposite actually exactly exactly and the ice cream thing because in that scene he's like my parents gave me an ice cream cone or a dreamsicle or whatever and that really ties into season four a little bit because beatrice his mom was not allowed to have ice cream she could only have lemons and sugar oh yeah so it's like i wonder if she kind of passed it on to bojack like you can't have ice cream so he's like i what ice cream give me ice cream as a child mom <laughs> so we kind of play that in his dream version of his childhood that's interesting we can definitely visit that more when we get to that episode too agreed agreed i like this one quote where bojack says about the muffins i ate them all in one sitting because i have no self-control and i hate myself yeah yeah exactly it's like really but also oh okay also keep in mind that after that he says is that what you want to hear? Because he's aware he's being used as an exhibitionist. 
for the media. Yeah. It's kind of volunteering itself to do that. So do you think that that means what he's saying is less true? Part of it is for attention. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying it's not true, but he's saying it for the attention as well. So that's something to keep in mind with that quote. And that goes on to another quote I liked in this episode where he says, everyone's just out to get me because I'm famous and so well adjusted. Yeah, it's like, you are not you well are adjusted, not. Bojack. You are the opposite <laughs> of well adjusted. <laughs> that's his dream self, that he's famous and well adjusted because the seal's like you're a pseudo celebrity and it's like pseudo. pseudo. Yeah. Pseudo. He goes insane. <laughs> and that's another example of kind of his narcissism almost is I am big and famous and anyone who says otherwise is a liar. It's funny because the world does say otherwise very often, in fact. Exactly, exactly. One of the headlines that caught my attention in this episode was has been hates troops. And then another headline said, has been hates troops looks fat. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So it's like half of that headline is about the fact that he's fat. Wow, that's And the other half is about that he's a husband. Like, the hate troops is barely in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, no one sees him as a currently famous person. He's just like, oh, look at that guy from the past. He still exists. Sure. He's still causing trouble. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Doing his thing. I also want to mention that it said last time that Bojack can't have a moment on his own when it comes to humor and proving himself as funny. Yeah. And that kind of ties in with the beginning when he says that catty joke and he's like, Laura, you get it, right? Yeah. She, she gets it. That ties it to what you were saying last time. It's the exact same thing. He can't have a thought on his own. He has to have someone else affirm that it's valid for him. Exactly, exactly. And there it is again with the catty joke. You get it, right, Laura? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's the same sort of thing there. Later on, I don't remember if the drunk emails show up after season one. I think they're only in season one, but I could be wrong. I think they're mainly in season one. I think he writes a few to Hollyhock in season four. Oh, wow. That's, Doesn't that's he write a few drunk texts or something? Drunk voicemails? Yeah, he writes drunk te- He kind of moves on with the technology. He goes from emails to drunk emails, drunk texts, drunk phone calls. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff. Yeah, because he's going to be writing drunk VR messages. <laughs> Yeah, just getting drunk and kind of spewing it everywhere on everyone around him. Yeah. Did you want to comment on that particular drunk text or drunk email? A little bit. Like, it's kind of funny because he wanted to present himself as so well-adjusted to his memoirist, but then his drunk self wrote that email to her and like, I'm drunk, I'm alone, so alone. It's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Opposite of what you wanted, isn't it? Completely opposite impression from what he wanted. Yeah. Also, speaking of that scene, I love how Todd is fluent in Korean and that never comes up again. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like, (laughs) so is Korean. That's just so funny to me. I guess it's one of his many things about Todd that we may never know. The mystery of Todd. That should be a spinoff show. The mystery of Todd? (laughs) I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I would watch that, yeah. Like, kind of seeing him in the background of the episodes and then, like, him in the apartment with his girlfriend at the end. Yeah. Actually, I would watch that. I would very much watch that. Todd gets good development. It would definitely be good to watch that. I can see that being good. I agree. But also, I saw something funny in that scene, too. Uh, Later on, when they saw the scammer, the scammer that's on the left cubicle of Todd's quote-unquote girlfriend is scamming the Blue Jay photographer that shows up throughout the season. Yeah, I saw that, too. And a lot of people were theorizing that it would come up later in the the season Mm. because that Blue Jay is trying to get Bojack to pay him for the photos that they take of him and Sarah Lynn sleeping together. Yeah. There were these theories that it was going to come up later and even in season six that the Blue Jay's photos were going to come out because of the scammer or something uh-huh. there were a lot of theories about that but it's just trying to just be a little background thing oh i never knew about the theories i just noticed that for the first time when i watched yeah so. there's just a lot of theories about different background things because a lot of things in the background kind of the foreground in the show so people pay a lot of attention to the background details that makes sense yeah 
And then there's also Bojack saying, I'm not stubborn, I'm proud. And then Princess Carolyn saying, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah, that was a really interesting moment. What do you think of it? I think that he's definitely a bit of both. He's definitely Mm. a stubborn guy who really wants to get what he wants and puts his heels in when he doesn't get what he wants. But he's also proud as an arrogant, as in he thinks that he's bigger than he actually is. Yeah, I definitely agree. It is kind of bit of both i would say yeah he's not the proud kind of like i'm proud of you son kind of that kind of proud it's just like i'm a dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's the proud of he is so we've gone 10 minutes now we haven't even talked about the inciting incident for this episode let's talk about that a little (laughs) bit yeah 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 so it's another example of kind of his pettiness and his like big ideas of himself in that scene where he takes the muffins Uh uh-huh because it's like he takes the muffins not because he wants them, but because Neil McBeal won't acknowledge who he is or doesn't really know him. Yeah. And to him, that's a, like a cardinal sin. Yeah. I mean, for him, it's all about, I'm not wanting the muffins because I want the muffins. I want the muffins because you want the muffins. So I want to take yeah. them so you can't have them. Yeah, exactly. This whole thought process like, there. It's very Yeah, childish. that comes up a lot with Bojack Horseman. That he does things because other people want them. Yeah. It was an interesting scene for sure. Yeah. And I think a part of it is because Neil McNeil didn't really know who he was or didn't really care who was a celebrity. Okay. I felt it was more that Bojack thought the whole Dibs thing was dumb. And don't get me wrong, the Dibs thing is dumb, I think. Yeah, it is dumb. It is very dumb. But I think Bojack is just using that as an excuse okay. to be a dick. Kind of like he always does. He uses like small things to cover up the big things and just avoid the real issue. Okay. So that's what it is for me. Okay, for me, I've always viewed that scene as he thinks it's dumb and therefore he's punishing the guy for doing something dumb. At least something that's dumb in his eyes. Yeah, for me, it's part that, but it's part that he's a dick who wants to be recognized as a celebrity and since he isn't, He's going to take the muffins from that guy. Okay. So do you think this incident could have ended with the guy saying, Bojack, you're a famous celebrity. I was wrong. And then Bojack being okay with him then? I think if maybe Neil McBeal recognized him in the beginning, he wouldn't have taken the muffins. Okay. And if Bojack was was way more of a dick and he could have actually driven the situation to be like, no, I want Neil McBeal to acknowledge me on national television. Okay. Instead of the ending where Bojack acknowledges Neil McBeal as a hero instead. Yeah. Which also ties into the whole theme of heroism in the whole series that we're talking about, or the whole season. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. We talked about that earlier in the first episode where Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bojack calls Secretariat his hero at the end. Someone calls him a hero, and then by the end of the season, he's playing Secretariat, i.e. his hero in the movie. This episode is all about who is a hero and who is not a hero in terms of, like, American justice, military, but also in terms of just general heroism yeah so it's kind of carrying over that whole thing it is i think i kind of capitalize on that theme rather early and then the next episode does something interesting payoffs with that by showing what bojack's influence truly was on another person but we'll get to that when we get to that yeah we will get to that yes so the whole theme of the season seems to be heroes and don't meet your heroes (laughs) (laughs) don't meet your heroes kids they'll disappoint you it's like the (laughs) opening scene of the incredibles Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Well, you won't get arrested because you try to defuse a bomb, but yeah. don't be your hero. But you'll still get in a bad shape. <laughs> don't yeah. do it, kids. Oh, my goodness. One of the things I love in the grocery store is those two dog ladies who are buying chocolate. I love them so much. Yeah, I love them so much. And they go in the background a lot, but then they kind of fade it out. I'm like, no, my two dog ladies. <laughs> I want them back. In my, in my head, Kenan, they're married lesbians, but that's just me. Okay. But yeah, I miss them. <laughs> so it's like... 
My girl, it's good to see you again. When Dojack flashbacks to his childhood when Diane is talking to him. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say that Diane's facial expressions in this episode are really funny. Uh-huh. So if you ever watch this again, watch Diane's faces. She has some great <laughs> Because they're faces. just the best. Like the one where yeah, Dojack walks out of the room and she's like, ah. She's like, oh. <laughs> that face, I love it's it. It's a great face. But um, when he talks about his childhood, I wonder, because Dojack never celebrates his birthday ever in the series like we see princess carolyn do it but he never does yeah i wonder because the one the scene was him flashbacking to a birthday that he had as a kid uh-huh so i wonder if that is why he doesn't celebrate his birthday this is just like a far off theory thing but yeah yeah it's just a sad scene it's possible that because his parents didn't view the day as special that he doesn't view it as special either yeah i can definitely see where that would come from yeah what do you think of the father's day scene oh my gosh that scene is awful i hate the way his i father know treats him what a terrible scene. dad yeah it just like shows how much his parents were critiquing him even as a kid yeah and like how that influenced him growing up yeah in this episode like right he's a critic like the biggest critic in the room mm-hmm and I wonder if part of it is because his parents were his biggest critics growing up. Yeah, so he internalized their thought process. Is that what you're saying? I think that's part of it, but it might be also anger at them, and he's putting it out on others okay. the way they did to him. That would make sense. But yeah, his father is a racist dick. <laughs> yeah, that's putting yeah. it mildly. Yeah. We can go to the peanut butter and jelly one now. Okay. But I think the biggest thing is that um, there's more asshole with a point stuff in this episode. Okay. Where it's like, oh, he's a dick, but he has a point. Because he's, he's talking about how, you know, American military, like, he's trying, and furthermore, and furthermore, and furthermore. And part of it is asshole being a dick, but also he's like, he's trying to be the bigger person in the room. Not, yeah. like, morally, just, like, arrogantly. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Did you notice that in the scene where Bojack's locked in his house, he has pink blinds? I did not notice that. When does he His have... blinds are pink. I just love that detail. It's so weird. <laughs> his blinds are pink? Wait, yes! is that the scene when like... he closes his blinds because the helicopter's outside? Yep. Oh. I think that's the one. But his blinds I, are pink. I always thought they were, like, a cream color. They're pink? I think they're pink. I could be wrong, but I just thought both of them would stop pink and I just laughed out loud. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take it. Why not? <laughs> pink blinds. But yeah. And also, what was with Todd? Like, he just called uh, his girlfriend was like, hey, can you give us two tickets to Kyoto? So it's like, his plan was just to fly them to Korea. And that was the whole plan. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is with you? Kyoto's Todd? in Japan. <laughs> oh, sorry. Kyoto is in Japan. Oh, okay. Wait, are the call ladies Korean or Japanese? I don't know. I thought this girl was Korean. Well, the Kyoto's in Japan. Okay, and I think that she's Japanese then. I don't know. I'd have to check. For some reason, I thought she was Korean. No, that's not right. I don't know why. Whatever, don't worry. Anyway, so it's like, he just wanted to fly them overseas. It's like, that's the plan, Todd. That's all. Yeah, that's the plan. (laughs) That's the only plan you have. Just evacuate. (laughs) Just get out of here and everything will be good. Okay. It's like, well, let's quit this whole situation and go to Japan. Yeah, let's get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, kind of like Diane does later on to Vietnam. Yeah, kind of like that, actually. All right, so let's talk about the peanut butter and jelly scene. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? So I have some thoughts about it on a technical level. I love that peanut butter didn't know the name of one of his camera operators. Operators. that is just too much for me yeah and that's that he called her a hero like wow oh yeah that ties into more of the hero things doesn't it exactly exactly yes but i love that he is making a reality tv show in his own home and he doesn't know the name of one of his camera operators like come on could you be more hollywood if you tried yeah mr peter is pretty oblivious so i can kind of see why but it's like come on dude how long have you seen people in your house you don't see like hi what's your name yeah, it's not uncommon on the film world to not know people's names yeah, yeah. at all. 
because a lot of the time you show up on set, even if you're only going to be with people for a day or two, you might just call it, say, like, their departments instead of their names. Mm-hmm. But it just surprises me that he never learned the name of his camera operator, because that's a pretty important job. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. It's funny, though. Good to know for the professional. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the insight. I love it. I also like the scene where the sound guy is going, can he speak up, please? Because no sound guy would ever do that in that context ever. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the deal, sound guy? You're clipping the mic. <laughs> Yeah, just, right. Just the, what, what what would a sound guy do in that situation? So in that like situation, the book, if right? the if the jack was actually clipping, you would just turn down the gain a bit. The only time when you're gonna ask someone to be louder or softer is when there's whispering or yelling. I was on set recently, and we had a scene yeah. where this lady had this one line where she said, "Everyone has a past." Oh no, mm-hmm. we all have a past. Was the line? Okay. And she kept whispering it, so I had to tell her, ask her if she could get a few takes of her saying it just normally to the camera because she was speaking to the camera when she said that line. So I asked if we could oh, get okay. a few takes of her just saying it as she would just say it without the whisper so we could have a few better takes for sound if we needed them. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with yelling. If the actor's going to yell, then we might have some pointers to tell them about how to yell in a way that's not going to clip everything everywhere out of all time. That makes sense. But other than that, you know, Bojack was just speaking at a normal level. No sound guy ever anywhere is going to go, hey, speak up, dude. <laughs> it's like, no, you're just going to turn the game up. <laughs> I don't know. That scene just makes me giggle <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's funny to me. It's <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. It's just so funny. Uh, maybe it's different on reality TV, but it's still a little weird. Maybe it is. I that's a good point. I don't know. I haven't worked yeah. in reality TV myself, but yeah. I kinda doubt it. Just saying. So more thoughts on the peanut butter and jelly scene? Yeah. So I don't like how we never get a payoff to this scene and get to see what it actually looked like on the air. Even if it had showed up in the background, it would have been nice. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, he did say it was a television pilot, which is weird. He said it was a pilot? Yeah, they say it's a oh. reality TV show pilot. Oh, really? But it's weird that they would film it if, they, if it might not air on television. Well, if it's a pilot, that's not weird at all, then. A lot of pilots never make the cut to being a full show. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that means BoJack's apology never made it on TV, so there was oh. no closure on the situation. I think that the main reason they did it because because Mr. Peanut Butter was like, hey, this would be cool to be on my show. Let's have this on my show. Not yeah, because he's just he wanted... like, ooh, situation I can exploit, yoink. Yeah, not because he wanted to make good for Bojack or Seal Mc... Uh, Neil McBeal. Oh my goodness. Yeah. His name. <laughs> Names. I know. I love the wordplay of the show. <laughs> it's too much, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good sometimes. That's too much, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, it's an interesting scene. Like, I love how Todd, like, Todd didn't even know he got scammed because when he, he got scammed, so his bank card got declined, and he's just like, ooh, <laughs> they'll hamburger buns. They'll just take those. Yeah. That's what I'll take. I would like to see that journey. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. And I love how Aaron Paul just, like, it starts off with his performance as Todd, just like his kind of regular voice, but more energetic. And then just the way he evolves as Todd through the, through the seasons is so cool to watch. Mm hmm. I love Aaron Paul because he played Jesse in Breaking Bad, which you haven't seen, I don't think. No, I haven't. And he's really good as Jesse. And in the movie El Camino, just like, mm, Wait, the actor. actor who plays Todd is the same guy who plays Jesse in Breaking Bad? Yeah, that's the same guy. That is so funny. Right? Okay. <laughs> when I saw him in the credits, I was like, are you serious right now? Like, I heard his voice and I was like, Jesse, what, what are you doing here? That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness sakes. 
So he's a very good actor. Just seeing him evolve as a voice actor is just so satisfying. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't really have much to talk about in the peanut butter and jelly scene other than Bojack being the asshole with a point. So, yeah. Okay. And Neil McBeal kind of being a dick and that he's a hero. But, like, I guess he deserves it. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the military. Yeah. So I don't really know what my opinion would be on this. I don't really know that many military people. Yeah. One thing I wanted to comment on is something that happens after this scene when Bojack says his reason for writing his memoir within this episode is so that everyone will pay attention to me again. Yeah, on the roof? Let's talk about the roof scene. Yeah, whereas in the last episode, his reason for writing his memoir was so everyone will love me again. So does he have a different reason every episode that we just haven't caught yet? (laughs) I think he wants a lot of things out of this book. He wants it to be the book that fulfills all of his problems at once. When in reality, no book that's can do not that. how it always works. Yeah, no book can do all that. Yeah. I also found it interesting how Diana LaRue, when she's smoking, she always says, I'm trying to quit. And she says that every time. And on the, I think in the last episode, in the last roof scene, she's smoking and says, I'm trying to quit. Really? I believe huh. so. I had to rewatch it. But either way, she is smoking on the roof. It's like, Diane. You're not trying to quit. You're just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're trying trying but you're still smoking which it's it's fine it's just so interesting how it all ties together in this show that's what i'm trying to say i'll have to watch out for that because i never noticed that before yeah she always says that she seems to always say i'm trying to quit when she's smoking okay anything else you want to say with this episode i want to comment that first of all it's the first bojack and diane roof scene at the end Mm -hmm. the first of many (laughs) the first of many and then i would love how in the last episode they're on the roof uh again and they have that whole talk and he's like i want you to like me diane in these episodes he wants to write this book so everyone will like him Mm -hmm. but diane his memoirist doesn't like him yeah yeah there's some irony there there is some irony there you're right i want to comment on the theme of truth when it comes to the memoir because he opens up because he wanted to tell all the stuff all the shit someone who would listen for the first time in his life like i said mm-hmm. it's kind of like like i said he's using her as his well you said that he's using her as his therapist and i think he kind of wants to be heard as the person he is but he also wants to be seen as someone who is awesome and great because he kind of has this teener teenager-ish mindset about life he just wants to be seen as someone who's really cool mm-hmm. so yeah what do you think that sounds accurate i wouldn't say he wants to be seen as someone who's cool well, actually that's a bit good way to put it he wants to be respected by people for its past while not really doing anything at present. Yeah, so exactly. Definitely wanting to be cool is a big part of that. Yeah. I would say well, that's pretty accurate. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that scene. And I like how Bojack did decide to open up. Even though Diane said, I can read the empty calorie memoir if that's what you're looking for. Could have gone that route. And it does raise the question, what does Bojack want in general from the book? Yeah. Like, there's so much he wants from it, but it won't do all those things like i said yeah definitely and he decides in the end i don't want he just puts aside what he wants for the book and like i want to be heard let's do it <laughs> yeah let's go through my past one by one bit by bit warts and all yeah exactly it's so interesting to see it's almost like he didn't expect it to make it in the book the way he acts about it yeah which is so interesting to me well we'll get to that later agreed agreed that will definitely come up later all right any last words you want to say um I love how Princess Carolyn has a mouse toy in her office. Oh, yes. In her office. <laughs> <laughs> and she just swats it when she's saying goodbye. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I love how Lisa Hannawalt was like, can we make her more cat-like? <laughs> when she did that XOXO talk you showed me. Oh. I really love that talk, by the way. Oh, you do? Um, you never told me you even listened she... to it. 
I love that talk. I love how she says, why have my cat have pink fur? Or is her fur bleach? I'll take the secret to my grave. <laughs> it's so funny. But I love how she decided to make Princess Carolyn have more cat things. And like how the, her, uh, did you notice this? That her hold music is uh, from the musical Cats. I did not know that. I suspected it was something to do with Cats because I heard Jellicle a few times yeah it is it is front cats okay it's so weird how she calls in this episode and it's like oh she's in a meeting well she'll leave you in a minute and then three hours later <laughs> <laughs> three hours later oh, finally it's so funny on the phone yeah she's back hooray hey <laughs> Yeah, that's all I gotta say about this one. Alright. It's a very interesting episode, and it really ties with the hero theme. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Alright, this was the Bojack Backtrack for today. I'm Eliana. And I'm Ben. And we hope to see you next time. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye, stay safe. Stay safe, all. Bye.